Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. We are also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which I forgot to bring it up, so I can't actually read what it says, but it's it's this is all fucking hypothetical. So go yeah. fuck yourself an essay guy. Yep. Yeah, most professional podcast ever. <laughs> we are on <laughs> top of shit. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is um episode eighty five something something corona free listening. Um something something, I don't know. Not corona free though. Oh, that's right. It's not corona free. Because Dirica's freaking drinking. She's, she's got the corona. I've got the corona. <laughs> we have a case of corona uh, hold in on, the hold house. On. <laughs> but she doesn't have limes. She's no, got I a bottle. She's got a bottle of lime concentrate. Yep. She- Improvise, <laughs> adapt, overcome, bitches. I don't have any that is, limes. That is the most. That is the most white girl way to drink a corona just, ever. Yeah. As if it wasn't already just like the the worst, just like subpar beer ever. <laughs> you had to then go, okay, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and also squirt, not even put a real slice of lime in. Can't even drink <laughs> that. No, I'm just gonna squirt lime juice. Into hey, it. look, is it lime is juice or is I it got... lime juice? Is it lime juice or is it lime juice concentrate? It's like. The fucking real lime, lime juice stuff, you know. Yeah, see, it's actually it's lime juice. It's not concentrate. Yeah. yeah. Dude, can you go woo? You gonna get white girl wasted? No. <laughs> yeah, we'll put on we'll put on Journey for you if you're gonna dance. <sighs> you, you gotta play uh, Sweet Caroline and have her do the bop 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 to it. <laughs> no, you have to put on some Joan Jet. I'll get crazy if you put on some Joan Jet. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Something yeah. I can yell really loud and off tune so nobody can hear the actual music. Yeah. <sighs> Weirdos. So. Yeah, well, I know, but I just didn't pick up any limes. Sorry. Gotta, see, it's like the coronavirus. It's better if you get it with limes. Lime disease, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I do need to make a trip on base tomorrow for alcohol. <laughs> and I'll probably go by the commissary too. Cause there's like restricted access to the commissary. So they probably still have fucking food. Right. Oh, yeah. Because everybody on base is already getting fed by the government one way or another. So <laughs> I'm assuming that the commissary is better off than fucking Walmart and food lion. So I'll run down there. I'll get my <laughs> liquor and maybe some beans or something. Like we um, need more. God, well, you should have you should have seen this shit. And when I because I made the mistake of going to the grocery store um, yesterday, and like I I got there and it was just a madhouse just pulling into the parking lot, and all I wanted to get like seriously all I was there for was like beer, and then like it was pie day. So they had a sale on pies. So I was going to grab a pie <laughs> and ice cream and beer. And that was all I was, all I was after by the time I made it, just to the, the essentials, back, right? Yeah, Just the yeah. essentials. 
but there are right. so many damn people in there. By the time I made it back to the back wall where most of the good beer is at, I didn't even want to get a pie and ice cream anymore. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to you know? deal with these people. I, I can't deal with these people. Like, I was literally going <coughs> really loudly to get yeah. people out of my way. There was, Walmart a, there was... was insane. I went there for potting soil, like, yesterday or the day before, and holy shit, I was so glad that all I needed was something from the fucking garden section. <laughs> Yeah, I went out um, last. No, I went out. I went out Wednesday. Um, I had a doctor's appointment. Totally chill, the doctor, right? Like I, I walked in and there was like a nurse there, and she made me use hand sanitizer, and then she took my temperature. Right. Yeah. What the 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 thermostat thingy, not with the any other way. But I'm gonna need you to bend over. We need to. Yeah, and then and then and then like none Tell of the, nerd... the truth. You were a little disappointed. <laughs> she was she was cute. So anyway, um, so like like n- none of the nurses had gloves on or masks on or anything like that. Like the place right. didn't smell of disinfectant. Um, and then I hit my my local Rite Aid to renew my prescription, and like the there was still toilet paper on this. The toilet paper was like three quarters full. All the paper products were were mostly full. Uh, there was like the bleach was full. All the disinfectants were all the dis- disinfectant shelves were full. Um, the beer was half empty. Yeah, I mean that's that's not that's not unheard of for my area though. <laughs> but um, so I I, was pick- I picked up a few things that I needed there and bailed, and then my brother went to the same store on Saturday, and they had a line out the door. There was. No paper products. All the canned foods were gone. Um, and he ended up getting like some off-brand fat-free refried beans because it was all that was left and we needed refried beans. Oh. <laughs> like, fat-free refried beans. Yeah, oh, fat-free refried beans. I know. I know. Oh, I, oh my I, God. I put, oh. the, I put them in the I put them in the shelf and I Try to for, I try to forget about them. I'm trying not to use them. The trick is you got to <laughs> add fat back into them, like mix in some avocado oil or something. Like yeah, that. I got some. I got some some uh, uh, um, bacon grease. I'm, I'm good. Mm. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, and then um, so that was Saturday, and then yesterday, my dad went to the local grocery store, and they had a they had a line out the door. They had a police. They had a police car at the door. Oh Jesus! They were only letting they were letting people in only a few people at a time, and then they had limits on all the paper products. Um, and he said he said uh, that the paper, the toilet paper, and all that was completely empty. I live in a big area. There's like 130 something thousand people in my area, and then the next town over, which is where my dad lives, it was like like 85,000. So there's a quarter million people in this area. Yeah. He said, he said all all the paper was gone. Most of the alcohol was gone. Uh, most most of the meat section was gone, and the frozen section was almost empty. Jesus, Why, I'm so people? glad I'm a I'm so glad I'm a prepper. Yeah, seriously. See, I don't I I, I look at it this way. I don't even need to stock up on anything because I have a bunch of guns and ammunition. So you're just gonna take everybody <laughs> else's shit. If, if I really need it, I, I'll find it. <laughs> well, you Hasht- won't find it at my house, Andrew, because we have guns and ammunition too. <laughs> yep. Hashtag what's the, what's the, what was that one? We're uh, more effort than we're worth. <laughs> a, if, if, if you buy if you buy Gucci gear and you don't train, you're a loot box. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you're nothing but a loot box. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's, that was. That's I think it's mine now. <laughs> yeah. 
four sixteen. What are you using in it? Is that a, <laughs> is that, is that a twenty two conversion? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can afford because you thought about a four sixteen. Ah, yeah. <sighs> oh. Yeah, but they just uh, getting crazy out there. Newsom, Newsom here in California just ordered all the uh, the bars and restaurants to close. The bar, or not not restaurant, bars and clubs and wineries like the the restaurants and fast food they're still open. But, See the here in Wisconsin, like there's there has been one time that I can think of where like all of the bars closed, and that was when it was like I think it was like fifty below ambient temperature, plus yeah. it was windy. And we got a massive snowstorm and all of that, com- you know, right after that. So all of that combined, this bars actually closed just because there was n- going to be nobody there anyway. Right. But if the governor, if ever has ever tried to order bars in Wisconsin to close, everyone would be like, <laughs> cool story, bro. Be fucking, no. <laughs> that's set off the boogaloo right there. It would, too. There would be yeah. riots. It would be it would be insanity. Because there is no way we're giving up our bars, man. <laughs> yeah. He also, Newsom also ordered the, uh, uh, or not, not order, sorry. He signed an executive order saying that the state can take over uh, hotels and motels um, if they have to force people into quarantine. Jesus. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's scary. But. It's not as scary as our first article. Yep. That's a segue. That was a nice segue. Decent segue. Good segue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Illinois mayor signs executive order granting power to ban sale of guns and alcohol while addressing coronavirus. Like, how does that fucking address the coronavirus? <laughs> it's exactly what we were all warning people leading up to this hysteria yeah. where we were saying, remember Katrina, remember the aftermath of that, where they were confiscating guns and they were herding people into camps and yep. they were doing all of that. That's exactly what's going to happen again. And now that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So just I think somebody's head's going to explode. All right. Okay. The mayor of Champaign, Illinois, gave herself the power to ban the sale of guns and alcohol after declaring a citywide emergency to direct to address the coronavirus. Wait a second. Where do I get that fucking power? I want the power to give myself other powers. (laughs) It's it's like wishing for more wishes from a genie. (laughs) Yeah. Mayor Deborah Frank Feenan signed an executive order on Thursday declaring a state of emergency for the city. That executive order, which is in line with the municipal code, comes with extraordinary powers for the mayor to enact over a short period of time as the city combats the spread of coronavirus. Among the powers Feenan gained after signing the executive order was the power to ban the sale of guns, ammunition, alcohol, and gasoline. Finan could also cut off access to individuals' gas, water, or electricity. The city what? has the ability to, quote, quote, take possession of private property or order the temporary closing of all, bar- of all bars and liquor stores. Jesus Christ. So, so they can take away your ability to go anywhere by restricting the sale of gasoline. Take away your ability to defend yourself by restricting the sale of weapons. Take away your ability to not give a fuck about those things by banning the sale of liquor. And then they can take away... Shut off your electricity and your gas and your water? Yeah, they can make your house unlivable so that you have to go. And at that Mm -hmm. point, 
you are now desperate for shelter, which means that they can herd you into whatever camp they want. Yep. Hold on. I'm okay. telling you, look, my house without electricity and running water is not unlivable. All right. I'm just saying I've got oh, no. backups in place <laughs> for every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Okay. This. All right. I'm, I'm trying to lose. I'm trying to lose. Okay. Jeff Hamilton, the city's manager says, quote, Quote, the executive order allows the city to be flexible to properly respond to the emergency needs of our community. None of the options will necessarily be implemented, but are available in order to protect the welfare and safety of our community if needed, end quote. That sounds like all the other bullshit they fucking pushed through over the years. Oh, we're not going to use this. This is just in case. It's for your safety. Right. They always (laughs) end up fucking using it. Well, and it's only yeah. temporary powers that are going to conveniently become that they keep extending powers. with a fucking new executive order every year. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. Oh, okay. Quote quote. The city will keep the public's best interest in mind as we continue to work alongside public health officials and countrywide leaders. The council said in a statement. Just take our word for it. Yeah, quote, we understand this is a challenging time, but working collaboratively as a community is the best approach to combating the virus. Um, You must not be counter-revolutionary, comrade. We must all come together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds a little bit like communism to me. Champaign, (laughs) Champaign, Illinois is 134 miles from Chicago. I looked. I looked it up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's about four and a half, five hours to Chicago from here, and probably like six to eight to yeah. get to Champaign. It's. I mean, Illinois is the next state down from me, so it's just the next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this the the city also released a statement claiming that the council and the mayor would only take the steps. Quote necessary to ensure the health, safety, and welfare of the city. You know what? I'm not afraid of this fucking virus. I'm afraid of, one, the government response to this virus, and two, panicked fucking people fleeing metropolitan areas for areas like where I live, thinking they can survive better out here. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, there are there are people literally bugging out right now. Yeah, I'd bug out of Illinois too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you don't get the fuck out of here. See ya. I'd bug out of Chicago also. Yeah. Like oh, I'm oh, sorry, oh. you know, I've been planning for something like this for years. Well, it's yeah, one of the reasons I live in the sticks. So, you know, lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on my part. Well, and that's what I've been saying, too, is, like, you realize that all of the preppers are, are basically looking at this and going, ha, moron. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I knew this shit was coming eventually. I don't, I don't know. People looked at me like I was nuts. And now abracadabra, all of I'm, a sudden. I'm not, I'm not laughing by any means. I'm not saying I told you so. But right. I definitely feel justified in the things that I had. Or vindicated. There's the, that's the yeah. right word. Yep. I definitely feel vindicated in the things that I've done and and. The number of times I've been called crazy and paranoid and a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist or and all that other stuff. Or for homeschooling. Yep. Guess what? Now you're all fucking yep. homeschooling. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, and, and all of the people who have been bringing, like, and this is, I don't think enough people are bringing up 
consistently enough agenda 2130 mm-hmm. at this point like not enough people are bringing it up and we need to be really reminding people of that throughout this because everything that's happening is that playbook so you need to be bringing it up consistently to people who might not know what it is and encouraging them to go look more into it and actually read it and find out what the hell it says so that because right now is a really good point to really push that and be like, see, look, you, you're seeing it all right now. So if anyone ever tells you, oh, no, that's never going to happen. You're watching it all happen right now. Yeah, uh, we can even I mean, we can we can throw away these articles, and just climb into that because the 2130, like if you combine it with something like Cloward Piven. Right. 21, 2130 goes into effect. And all these all these businesses are shutting down. People are being forced quarantine. Local small businesses, mom and pops, they can't survive this. No. Nope. They don't have. No. They, this they is going to cause. The this is mm-hmm. going to cause a massive centralization in mm-hmm. the hands of the government and the big corporations. Yep. When you're also seeing them, they're they're recommending, you know, and they're still like with with in my uh, business world, there's a lot of concern because we're such a hardcore cash business. There's concern that if they decide to like ban cash and stop allowing cash transactions, like what the hell do we do Yeah. at that point? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then Trump going, Oh, well, don't worry. You'll still get paid and everything will be fine. And we'll come up with something and don't, it's all <laughs> this nice movement towards, towards this fun little, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, let's, let's, uh, they're like, I mean, like, this is basically UBI, already, like some of their proposals are basically UBI, but fucking sideways. They're already you know? talking about bailing out the domestic oil producers. Yeah. Because of the, the oil wars going like, on uh, right now. Like the, the U S is a net producer of oil. The U S exports more oil than it brings in. Yes. Right. Okay. And so OPEC has issues and the and the, the, the bill collapses. And, I've and, never understood how that makes sense. If we're exporting more than we bring in, why are we bringing in anything? Why don't we fucking produce? Because, because, because Saudi, Saudi Arabia is our ally. Well, and yeah, because so you can't ship it. You, you can't ship. Like, so if you're trying to ship from Alaska to right. mainland US, but you're using a foreign ship. Like let's say it's a it's an oil company that only has foreign flagged ships. They actually can't, if it picks up the oil in Alaska, bring it into the continental US. It's illegal. Right. Yeah. Right. So why even like <laughs> this is so much harder than it fucking has to be because of government. <laughs> Just like yeah. everything else. Government makes this shit so much fucking harder than it has to be. It's harder. It's more expensive. It makes less sense. There's far more hoops to jump through. There's no justification economically for government to exist. None. No, none. And there's a lot of economic reason for government not to exist. It, it's not even like, is there justification or not? It's There's a lot of strong evidence that government should not fucking exist. It's like the other direction. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you have you have the Fed talking about basically what amounts to QE four, one one and a half trillion dollars. Yeah, and then, and then they also cut the rate between the rate is now down to zero or one quarter percent. Yeah, 
Yeah, for and that sounds awful familiar. It seems like about 12 years ago, we went through this same song and dance with the zero percent and subprime. And gosh, where where did that lead? Did that lead to anything good economically? 12 years ago. That sounds like about yeah. the time we bought our first house. Yeah, gosh, it's almost. Yeah, I seem to remember a lot of people buying houses and things and something to do with housing back then. I don't know. It's all a little foggy. And... Oh, no, we waited until after they all fucking lost their houses to buy <laughs> ours. A lot of cheap housing out there, not because it was artificially cheap, because it was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. that's it's the exact same thing. And like I talked to a guy the other day who's been on unemployment. Right. Lost his job. He's been on unemployment. And because of the coronavirus thing, shutting down government offices here in Wisconsin, like we just closed all of our schools. They're all closed mm -hmm. until like for the next like month and a half or whatever that ever's closed them. Um, yeah. Where he's like, I can't even I can't even get my benefits because they're requiring that I go and do this like reemployment like education thing that I have to go to, but they're not offering it because they're closed due to the coronavirus thing. So I just don't get any money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like our, 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 our friend Leanne, um, uh, she went, she went to, a, she applied for a job and, and she went through orientation and she went through a little bit of training and then they told her today, Oh, sorry, we're not hiring because of Corona. Jeez. Sorry. never mind. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oops. Like, like and it's this this is just beginning, y'all. Mm hmm It's just starting. If you don't have stuff stocked up, and that's where the stocking up does make sense, is that if you don't have stuff stocked up, as our economy continues to tank, uh -huh. things are going to get more scarce and more expensive, and obtaining the capital to purchase them with is going to get steadily harder. Yeah. If you can if you can purchase them. Like I was just I was just talking to my friend Sarah um, in Wyoming. You got you guys know her. I talked about her before. Yeah. They just closed the schools in Wyoming. Wyoming, right? I mean, right. we're not talking. We're not here, here in California or New York. Like Wyoming just closed the schools, and her first thought is, "What about all the small businesses?" Right. They yeah. can't survive. They can't survive this. Nope. Like, Even Walmart, large businesses are. Walmart, Walmart will. Walmart will be do fine. Their yeah. stock might take a bump, but who cares? Like they'll do fine. Right. But mom and but mom and pop on the corner, like the the local barbecue joint, they're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then what happens to all the people that they employed? What happens to, mm -hmm. you know, the people who depended on that for money? I mean, that's that's been my and my and my coworkers' concern with if we have to shut down because of coronavirus. Like, okay, but how do I make any money? to buy things like I don't I don't make enough to have savings like I just don't it's mm -hmm. not a reality for me so what do I do I don't have anything saved up I don't have anything set aside I what am I supposed to do at that point I got nothing right. and I didn't really have too much of a choice about it it's not like I was being super irresponsible with my money I just didn't have enough to mm -hmm. even really pay my bills consistently yeah. like I just don't make it up the you U.S. Know? was already entering a recession before this happened. Mm -hmm. And yep. this is, I mean, like, we might be looking at another Great Depression here. Well, yeah, we came real close oh. when we to what they had on Black Tuesday the other day when the stock market halted, like, trading. What, like 2,000 points or something like that? Yeah, two yeah. yeah. it was 2,000, um, like, two days in a row that it dropped. Yeah, that was huge. Say. 
And I mean, it's recovered slightly, but only slightly did it rally. So, I mean, that's. And what happens see, if uh, the petrodollar becomes valueless? Let's see. As of two hour, as of two hours ago, Dow futures are already down a thousand points. Yeah. So, Monday is going to be another suspended trading day. So yeah. So this is like, and then you have, you have the fucking gas price war right now, which is driving gas prices way down, which weakens the petrodollar, of course. <laughs> which is like but a fucking can, perfect but storm. But you can't go. But you can't, like. But you can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, but you can't even buy the gas, even though it's cheap, because they're going to yeah. suspend purchases. If you, like, And that's, I guarantee you, that is probably why some of that was included there, was because if they can stop people from buying the fuel while the rates are low, they're hoping mm-hmm. to save something there yeah. and yeah. artificially. So. And, and it's, it's ridiculous, because, I mean, the whole reason that the Saudis even did what they did is because the Saudis are broke. Yeah. I mean, they're very close to freaking broke. <laughs> and so that was a last-ditch effort. My guess is it's a last-ditch effort, effort hoping that the United States will intervene and do something. But it's backfiring because the United States is just getting crippled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austria just banned all gatherings of more than five people. Jesus. Like, my house is banned then. Yeah, like, what? are you kidding me? <laughs> five, five people, five. Jeez, uh, remember that's Cal- Cal- California's fifty. Like they they closed my brother's church because California banned over fifty. Um, Massachusetts today, Massachusetts they put out an order uh, banning gatherings over twenty five. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> I mean, that doesn't sound all that bad to me because I don't like gatherings anyways. Well, it also prevents any kind of protests or rallies or or marches, things like that, because you can't have that many people together. Mm -hmm. It's illegal. And they can just arrest you immediately if you try. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a preemptive thing with as much as it sounds like, oh, well, we're just trying to keep people, too many people from interacting so that the virus can't spread. Uh, from this large interaction it's awfully convenient darker... timing too when the boogaloo talk was on the rise and mm-hmm. people were getting fed up <laughs> yep and then and now they've assassinated a boog boy yep straight up assassinated him he was asleep yep. in his house with his pregnant girlfriend and they just fired yep. into want... his house from outside Did you want to jump on that article before the other one yeah, I, I want that because it was just a really good segue there. So, <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that one. We 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 are kings of the segue. Yeah, because you know we're we're so professional with everything. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, lawyer says a uh, man killed by officer was asleep when police fired. Maryland man who was shot and killed by a police officer was asleep in his bedroom when police opened fire from outside his house. An attorney for the 21-year-old family, 21-year-old man's family said Friday the man's girlfriend was also the man's pregnant girlfriend was also wounded. The article doesn't say pregnant, but it's been confirmed she's pregnant. The Montgomery County Police Department said in a news release Friday that Duncan Socrates limp, quote, confronted police and was shot by one of the officers early Thursday. Renee Sandler, an attorney for Limp's relative, said eyewitness gave a completely contrary account of the shooting. 
She said police could have police could have absolutely no justification for shooting Limp based on what she has heard about the circumstances. Quote, the facts as I understand them from eyewitnesses are incredibly concerning. The warrant that police obtained to search the uh, Potomac home Limp shared with his parents and 19-year-old brother didn't mention any, quote, imminent threat to law enforcement or the public. Limp's relatives said in a statement released Friday um, by their lawyers, nobody in the house that morning had a criminal record, the statement adds. Quote, any attempt by the police to shift responsibility onto Duncan or his family who were sleeping when the police fired shots into their home is not supported by the facts. Uh, police department spokesman didn't, didn't immediately respond to statements by the family or their lawyer. The department's news release on Friday said tactical unit members were serving a, quote, high-risk search warrant around 4.30 a.m. when one of the unit's officers fatally shot Lemp. Police detectives recovered three rifles and two handguns from the home. Lemp was prohibited from possessing firearms. Detectives were, quote, detectives were following up on a complaint from the public that Lemp, though prohibited, was in possession of firearms, the release says without elaborating. Complaints from, from the, the public, public. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Sandler, this is the, the lawyer, um, said the family believes police fired gunshots, not a flashbang or other projectile from outside the home, including through Limp's bedroom window where he and his girlfriend were sleeping. Nobody in the home heard any warnings or commands before police opened fire. They yep. literally <sighs> just fucking did like a fucking drive-by, but standing there. And shot yeah. up his fucking house and killed yeah. him. The, the officer was placed on administrative leave. A standard oh, procedure course. after police shootings. Paid vacation after assassination is a thank you for yeah. his service to his masters. Like a good yeah. guy. <sighs> it's a straight up assassination is what it was. It, it was is. An assassination. Yeah. Uh, and then they, uh, they talk about him a little bit. Um, Cryptocurrency, they also talked about politics. He described Limp as a libertarian who frequented the 4chan and Reddit message boards, site popular with internet trolls. Of course. Yeah. Wasn't well, um, he working on end-to-end -end encryption for communications? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he also, um, uh, Limp's username uh, on internet forum called My Militia, someone who identified himself as Limp, but posted under the username, blah, blah, said he was an active three percenter. And looking for local members and recruits. And then they talk about the, the, the 3% meaning. And they give the definition of 3% um, from the Anti-Defamation League. <laughs> of course and, they do. And then, they, and then the article talks about him using the term boogaloo. Which we talked about that article before. Um, said uh, Friends say they've never heard Limp espouse any anti-government rhetoric. Um, Sandler said Limp was not part of any anti-government or militia type group. Quote, he was pro-America, supported wholeheartedly all the protections of the Constitution. That's why they had to assassinate him. Yes. That includes the Second Amendment, and so they had to assassinate him for that. Like, that is what they had yeah. to do. They knew they had to. Yeah. I'm um, just... These are not okay times we live in. Trying to goose for a little bit. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's an important thing to remember, though, that they clearly have now demonstrated their absolute willingness to just assassinate us. Yep. They won't they won't give you warnings. They won't give you warning shots. Not, there isn't going to be a standoff. They're just going to kill you. 
not just to yep. assassinate you to enforce the law as it is written. Right. This this is the same law that Massachusetts just through an executive order banned groupings over 25 people. If you have 27 people in a group, what's going to happen? The police going to arrest everybody? Or they're going to shoot somebody? Yeah. I'll just come in guns blazing. Like, has anybody ever watched The Siege or The Contagion? Or Contagion? Yeah, The yeah. Siege is a really good one to bring up right now, especially. Like, that movie yeah. and... Nash- National Guard, uh, seven different states. Florida just called them out also. Yep. So... Oh, the siege. <laughs> you said the siege, and I started thinking under siege. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Does that have to no. do with it? No, calm, even calm, da- yeah, calm down, Miss November. <laughs> <laughs> My tits are bigger than hers. Not, yeah, not under siege, the siege with Denzel right. Washington. And, Sorry, uh, yeah. Um, Bruce Willis. And... Willis, yeah. And it's also That's... got, um, um, What's his name? The guy who plays Monk. I can't. Uh, uh, Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Yes. Yeah, I should remember that. He's from Milwaukee. <coughs> uh, <laughs> or Appleton, one of the two. But he's from Wisconsin in any case. Um, but yeah, it's like it's got them in it. And anyone who hasn't seen it, it basically there's repeated terrorist attacks in New York. So they call out the National Guard and suspend habeas corpus and like put military like tanks on the Brooklyn Bridge and to isolate like I think it's Queens isn't it that they're trying to isolate something like that uh, yeah and they they like isolate it with troops and they they start rounding up any military aged huge, person huge and, ass internment camps yeah and put them in internment camps in a sports stadium and then Denzel Washington who's an FBI agent winds up turning against it and ultimately it ends in an armed standoff and Blah blah blah. So it's it's really yeah. relevant here because we're gonna see exactly the same kinds of things if the if the coronavirus either A actually gets any worse or B the hysteria gets ramped up too much further, you're gonna start seeing exactly that kind of thing happen. Yeah. And hey, can I just tell everybody listening? If you're gonna post something about martial law on Facebook, it's M-A-R-T-I-A-L. <laughs> Yeah, it's not marital law. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen that too. I've and seen, it's I've not Marshall M A R S H A L L. Okay, it's M A R T I A L. Like it's the old west. <laughs> oh my God, oh. Marshall. All right. Every, every time, every time I see that like that, I, 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 I hear the, because uh, uh, that's where the ranger is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why that came up, but. It's, yeah, yeah, they uh, people really either a they don't proofread very well or b they're just borderline illiterate. Mm. And okay, the word "marshal" is anything in reference to military, all right? And it is M A R T I A L. Marshal with an S H. That is like, you know, air marshals and fire marshals in and, a college in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that and that guy from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> know God. the difference. And it's Golly. not marital law, M A R I. Yeah, marital law. It's oh, not I marital law. One. We're not we're not talking about whether or not something's community property or how it's going to be split up when the parents right. go their separate ways. Like that isn't yeah. talking about either. <laughs> I just brought up how I met your mother on a podcast. I just You did. Just um, You did. I'm sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> so 
speaking of that, um, we're going to do the article out of Massachusetts because it's the most recent one, but California has instituted this. Illinois also instituted it, and there's been a couple of municipalities that have also instituted it. But um, uh, Governor Baker closes schools, restricts restaurants, bans gatherings over 25 as community spread coronavirus in seven Massachusetts counties. Governor Charlie Baker on Sunday night ordered all public and private schools across Massachusetts to close for three weeks, uh, beginning Tuesday. Why would it begin on Tuesday? All right. I don't know, to try to give people a chance to arrange child care or I don't know. Uh, okay. It has limited all restaurants to only takeout and delivery. <laughs> but only if they have x amount of employees because if there are too many employees in there then they're still violating the law so yeah so yeah. uh tuesday the most sweeping action okay uh, amid the rapid fire set of orders from a podium and the state house during a rare sunday okay baker also lowered the threshold for any public gathering from 250 person limit he set last week to 25 his actions amount to some of the most aggressive responses in the in the country the new limit applies to all community civic public leisure faith-based events as well as sporting events uh, with spectators, concerts, or conventions. It also covers fitness centers, fitness centers, private clubs, and theaters. Fit- Can't have people going out working out. They might spread the virus. <laughs> uh, quote, if we, take dis- if we take divisive steps now and everyone plays their part by following the best medical guidelines, we can slow down the spread, he said. Governor stressed that grocery stores and pharmacies will still remain open, pleaded with people not to hoard, and again noted that stores were getting regularly restocked. Um, Trump uh, removed the restrictions on the number of hours a driver can do in a single day. I I, I don't remember what it was, but like they had to stop like eight hours for every 12 hours or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but. Not that anyone ever actually does. It's just how can you fudge your logbooks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the new restaurants on schools, uh, the new restrictions on schools, restaurants, and large gatherings will be lifted April sixth. So yeah, well, yeah. Governor Northam shut down all the schools in Virginia until like March thirtieth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, ever shut down the schools here is threatening to shut down other stuff. Um, yeah, it's and the, it's like and the the funny thing is, is there is they even shut down the colleges like all the universities mm-hmm. and everything else are shut down, too. And so there are a whole bunch of students who are like like did protests and things over it. There because, was uh, in, in Ohio. There was, there was yeah. like like a, a, they call it a riot, but it really was just a large party. But yeah, because they're like, dude, I'm I literally paid an enormous amount of money for this dubiously useful piece of paper. And now you're not even going to give me the, you're going to push that off and I'm not going to get refunded that for that time. That isn't going to be something that I get money back for. So what the hell? Like, I understand why they're pissed. That's, that's complete bullshit. Like, Oh no, sorry. Government says I have to take your money and just not give you anything in return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, and also Declan's soccer practices are canceled as long as schools cancel. And Micah's trade school classes are canceled for the duration. Oh. And karate for Kevin and Caleb. So, like, but that's the only impact this has had on our family. Our extracurricular activities are canceled right now. Yeah. Uh, 
Governor Newsom just signed, this was today, called for all bars, wineries, nightclubs, and brew pubs to close. Um, and the state will also reduce occupancy in restaurants by half to keep people further away from each other. Uh, quote, we require social distancing in these establishments. <laughs> social distancing. Social like, and then Look, and then, this, I'm good is, with it okay, if it's voluntary. This is, this is um, uh, what is this, the Napa Valley Register? Um, halfway down, there's an ad for toilet paper. <laughs> uh, Overstock That's targeted has advertising. pushed their toilet paper ads to the top of their fucking, yeah. like, their advertising priorities. Because every time Overstock shows up in my newsfeed, it's always toilet paper now. All right. And, and California, the new orders are, quote, guidelines that quote we have the capacity to enforce if necessary how if is you that can a guideline? enforce it it's not a guideline yeah, that's not a guideline. they're really more like guidelines <laughs> yeah no, uh, that's, a, that's a fucking rule that's an order at that point if you get punished for not a, oh no no it's just a suggestion but what they're saying is don't. we're asking for now yeah, yeah. don't make yeah. us tell you yeah I do that to my kids all the time, but we're not kids. We're fucking grown ass people. God, Sometimes. <laughs> well, in Wisconsin with the school thing just drives me nuts because we have a total, a total right now of 33 cases across the entire state. And it's across three counties in the Southeast part of the state. Yeah. Virginia has like 19 cases. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> It isn't. It's not like it's an epidemic, people. It's it, what, is, what is it? Uh, three three thousand cases nationwide. Yeah, yeah. it's not like of, it's the fucking plague or anything. Three 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 hundred fifty two million people. There's three thousand cases, and there's you know, and then consider that the flu gets more people sick and kills more people annually than this thing has. The flu. And, the flu annually kills twenty thousand people. Yeah. No, I heard sixty. Isn't it 60? Six, six, I think it, it might be 60 worldwide. I don't know, but I think it's, it's like 20,000 people in the U.S. Yeah. But they don't, they don't, every time flu season rolls around, shut down schools and, nope. and close, get, get, you know, yeah. all get, these orders. In fact, shot. the schools will send you a nasty gram at fucking letter home if you take your kid out of school <laughs> for a week for the flu. Yeah. yeah. They want your kid to still attend if their fever's below like 101.4. Speaking of, all right, speaking of school, students suspended for, from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to <laughs> I love that kid. Oh, there's, a there's is a hustle. There's, there's, a line, there's a line in here, and I'm just, I'm going to fucking die when I read it. Okay. Um, uh, coronavirus panic reaches favorite page. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, includes one teenager in the UK who was sent home from school for the day for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his friends at Dixon's Unity Academy in Leeds. Uh, Jenny Tompkins posted her son's money making scheme on Facebook Wednesday, where it amassed nearly 198,000 reactions and 98,000 comments, much of which praised the entrepreneurial savvy. Yeah, Capitalism. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> quote, quote. Very hard to discipline this behavior when your dad phones from work to call his to call him a so son of fucking legend. Yeah, he, he, to call him a explicitive legend. <laughs> <laughs> fucking legend. His dad called him to call him a fucking legend. Oh. Yeah. 
That is awesome. Yeah, one poster called him a quote very enterprising lad, and all he made just over eleven bucks from the from the grift after selling each squirt for sixty four cents. <laughs> <laughs> what were the proceeds being used for? Tompkins said he purchased a bag of Doritos and plans to buy a kebab with the rest of the cash. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos like, and a kebab. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, that's fucking gangster. The sweet yeah. feast of victory. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's go to the. Let's go to the Facebook. See how many times it's been shared, shared, and reacted to. Let's see. Uh, two hundred and twenty-seven, two hundred, yeah, over two hundred twenty-seven thousand reactions and over two hundred thousand shares. Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's a- that's a good segue into the the article about the guy with seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see that. Yeah. Don't okay. go overboard, kid, because yeah. something might happen, and then you're, you're stuck right. with a product wow. you can't move. Plumbus, that's cute. Right. All right, the, the post says, this is a picture of my teenage son just getting home from school. Why is he getting home from school at 10.53 a.m., you ask? School doesn't finish till 3 p.m. Well, the little turd was just expelled from school for little the day turd. after being <laughs> caught charging students 50p. What is that? 50 pence. pence. Yeah. Squirt for hand sanitizer to protect themselves from the bloody coronavirus. Very hard to discipline this behavior when his dad phones him from work to call him a fucking legend. <laughs> 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 that's fucking awesome oh that's some thing right it's just like that is incredible like he said you know see a need fill a need, fill a need. <laughs> yeah yeah that kid watched robots when he was, when yeah, he was exactly. little and he was like yeah i know i know just what to do here <laughs> yep <laughs> if you've seen too the pictures of it, it's like these little plastic baggies Oh, it's because he put it in baggies. That's like drug dealer stuff. That's hilarious. <laughs> Gil, man, what you need? You got any of that TP and then hand sanitizer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of hand, let's do the hand sanitizer one because Derek brought that brought it up. Yeah. All right. This. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to call this one. Like I. I... This is this is capitalism at its finest. Or I don't know if yeah. it's finest, but it's dirtiest. But or instant well, karma, this is, whichever this is one. What people who don't understand economics call price gouging. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, then, the, actually... and then and then the market responded. Yeah. So okay. He okay. He has seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer and nowhere to sell them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Matt Colvin, uh, okay, uh, on, on March 1st, the day after the first coronavirus death in the United States, brothers Matt and Noah Colvin set out in their silver SUV to pick up some hand sanitizer. Driving around Chattanooga, Tennessee, they hit a Dollar Tree, then a Walmart, a Staples, and a Home Depot. At each store, they cleaned out the shelves. Over the next three days, Nova Colvin took 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee and into Kentucky, filling a U-Haul truck with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes, mostly from, quote, little hole-in-the-wall dollar stores in the backwoods, his brother said. The major metro areas were already cleaned out. Matt Colvin stayed home near Chattanooga preparing for pallets of even more wipes and sanitizer he had ordered and starting to list them on Amazon. Colvin had posted three, 300 bottles of hand sanitizer and immediately sold them all between $8 and $70 each. 
multiple times and multiple times higher than what he had bought them. To him, quote, it was crazy money. To others, it was profiteering from a pan- from a pandemic. It's not profiteering; it's supply and demand. My yeah, God. that's exactly it too. And like I posted that that post about the price gouging and how people don't understand that price gouging it, that prevents hoarding. Price, yeah, it prevents hoarding and it allows a supply to go further through yeah, a population. Like, like those 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 people sitting at home right now with like fifty. 50 rolls of toilet paper you think they would have bought that if the stores had jacked up the price to meet demand well i mean <laughs> i have Somewhat, a lot of some... toilet paper in my house but i have you have that over like <laughs> over probably the last year you know we you moved got, in here and i finally got our stores yeah 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 so okay well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's different if you're doing it over time. A lot of these people, they stocked up. They bought, you know, somebody who's, you know, like a single individual living at home now has 30 cases of Charmin sitting there. And then there are families who need toilet paper who are out who can't find it anywhere because everybody bought it all. Oh, yes. And for our viewers, I just opened my Corona with a 50 cal casing. Yes, I did. With a 50 BMG case, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 50, uh, the next yeah. day, Amazon. Yeah, the next day, Amazon pulled his items and thousands of others listing sanitizer wipes and face masks. The company suspended some of the sellers behind the listing and warned many others uh, that if they kept running up prices, they would lose their accounts. eBay soon followed, and it was even stricter measures prohibiting any U.S. sales of masks or sanitizer. There's still so Facebook now, Marketplace and Craigslist. Kids. So now, no matter how <laughs> desperate you are to get these things no matter how much you're willing to pay for them they are just not going to be available no matter what because the people who have them can't move them because too many other people misunderstand (laughs) emergency fucking economics yep if only he had a uh, his own little private website and and contacted agris hosting i'm sure they would uh they would love to do it Okay, uh, now why millions of people search in vain for hand sanitizer to protect themselves from the spread of coronavirus, Colvin is sitting on 17,700 bottles of the stuff with little idea where to sell them. Quote, it's been a huge amount of whiplash, he said. Uh, Quote, from being in a situation where what I've got coming and going uh, could could potentially put my family in a really good place financially to where the heck am I going to do with all this stuff? (laughs) Colvin and I, is... I know a lot of people who do this kind of e-commerce thing where they stock up on something really cheap mm-hmm. and then they sell it for like the regular price or a little more to compensate for shipping, mm-hmm. you know, yep. they buy it on sale or from like, you know, wholesale or whatever. And that's a legit fucking business model. It moves goods to places where they're less available. That's literally how most businesses actually operate. Yeah, right. So they yeah, buy that's that's that, that's what that's what, that's what he is. He, he is he is a reseller. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's yeah. Uh, and it's is, not like he did this just because of the coronavirus. This is his fucking business. Mm-hmm. Is doing this with any good he comes across that he can get cheap and that people need or want. Yeah, so. and look at look at where he bought it all, right? He bought it from all these tiny little out-of-the-way stores with very, very few customers normally, bought it all out, and then in the cities where it's not available, he brought all of that in, and now mm-hmm. they can obtain it. Right. Like that's that's, See, that's and- a necessary economic process. 
See, right, and, and shipping and, it is more expensive uh, and all that. And and with that kind of volume, seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles, yeah. like he could set he could set his own price lower than what the the other guys are selling for, and create a create a niche market for himself and sell out instantly quickly. Right. right? I mm-hmm. mean, like like if these bottles cost a dollar a piece, he could sell them for five right now, yeah. and and literally sell out in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and the people you're selling to are going to be hoarding it for themselves at that price. And then probably so you're trying have, to resell it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have less customers, less of this, mm-hmm. this thing that people really want and need right now, getting into the hands of just like individuals in just the amounts they might need. You know, if you're selling it too low, you're going to have a couple customers who are then going to hoard it and less people will have access to it. So I mean, you sell it high so that people buy less, maybe just what they need, not, you know, enough to keep it out of the hands of other people. Yep. So bad economics. Yeah. Bad bad ideas. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, you guys know Ryan Scott, right? On Facebook. He is, he put up a a post, I guess, on his local market that he was selling homemade bread for $10 a loaf. And he had so many people comment on that in like this group that he posted it in, calling him evil, telling him to choke on his fucking bread, telling him he's price gouging. $10 a loaf for homemade bread. Yeah, it's not. It's what you normally would pay someone for homemade fucking bread. Yeah, (laughs) that's. Yeah. That's a completely normal price Price range. Price for a loaf of homemade fucking bread. Yep. People are retarded. Yeah. Which this which if you can tell by the reactions. This is established. All right. Um (laughs) Yeah. Good lord. Well, and that's and that's the thing, is that you have too much I, I mean you have the state that gets 12 years of mandatory education where they can reinforce all these socialist ideas and you know that the ideas that government should set maximum prices and that nobody should have a, the ability to make more money than i do on a product and things like and right. this is all hammered into people's heads and so then it's just this internalized thing that they just think that oh, yeah, yeah, and that this is somehow wrong because they don't bother to ever study economics on their own independently. Well, not, yeah. not only that, but like you, the the language that they use that the that the mayor used in Illinois, the the language that the governor used in Massachusetts, um, the language that that Governor Newsom used, the language that Trump uses, he uses words like we, and community, mm-hmm. and greater good, and collectively. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That is. They're willing to sacrifice the individual for the community, but they're supposed the to be about minorities. They're supposed to be about minorities, but the smallest minority is the individual, but they don't yep. care about that because they're assholes and they're retarded. Yes, they are. So, all right, I got, I, got, <clears throat> I got one more article about this stuff. And this is this is probably the, the most scariest one to me um, because I see it has the biggest repercussions. Um, and there, there have been several cities. Like th- this article is out of Lansing, and I'm only doing the Lansing article because it actually has a numerated list. Uh, but Denver, I've seen um, here in California. There's been a few cities. 
Uh, I think Virginia had one. Florida had a few. Uh, New York had one also, but it's um, Lansing police won't be responding in person to most property crimes due to coronavirus. Yeah. Which sounds like an anarchist paradise to me, right? (laughs) But... (laughs) But they'll still prosecute you if you fucking respond to it. Yeah. Not everybody thinks like we do. Okay. All right. Um, Lansing police officers will not respond in person to most property rights and financial crimes until further notice due to COVID-19. Uh, in order to protect officers and community members during the COVID-19 outbreak, LPD will not be responding in person to take the following crimes. Larceny, malicious destruction of property, retail frauds uh, with no suspect or evidence where the value is a th- under $1,000. Jeez. Attempted breaking and entering of unoccupied buildings, including garages and foreclosed homes. Identification thefts where the victim Wait, was garages not... like on your property, but since you don't live in your fucking garage, yeah, then they won't respond to it. Jesus, yes. so you know, squatters paradise, yeah, no <laughs> all of the copper suddenly is going, yeah, to uh, identif- yeah identification <laughs> thefts where the victim was not financially harmed or the financial institution has been reimbursed by the victim for the loss. They barely respond to those now. Yeah, fraud of of unauthorized credit card use where the venue of the crime is outside Lansing. Um, Harassing communications, lost property. So if you're a crazy stalker, apparently now is the time in Lansing to decide to be a crazy stalker actively. Like, what... And this... And, and you know, the thing is, is this is going to have... This is what they're saying they're going to do and I can almost guarantee you that almost nothing changes at all with yes. those crimes. Whatsoever. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, hold on. Okay. Because um, all they lar- do with any of that shit anyways is show up and fucking write a report. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, larceny and malicious destruction of property and retail frauds uh, where the value is under $1,000. Larceny, as we know, is theft, right? So right. the theft or malicious destruction of property under a thousand dollars yeah so that gives you time to get to your fence and get the hot goods out of your hands and, yeah you know. <laughs> well not only that but like if i were to steal your generator or someone would to steal your generator your generator is valued at less than a thousand dollars right right the police aren't going to come out right yeah, they won't even bother to show up which is only barely a change from mm-hmm. the way things are and ever yeah. anyway but yeah <laughs> Somebody yeah. just stole stuff from me. Yeah, we'll be out there sometime next week between the hours. Of... Yeah, like the fucking cable company. Yeah, that's basically what the way cops work with theft anyway. They don't care. Yeah. So, but like, see, this is this is where my little conspiracy mind goes to, and it, I don't know, it's because I read too many books, like two hundred ninety nine day book series, but. The people that do these kind of crimes, the police aren't responding. So they're going to be emboldened by the yeah. police not responding. The poli- the people that do the, do, the, do the lighter crimes, they're going to see that and they're also going to be emboldened. The people yeah. on the fence, right? Yeah. The, the, the fringe. And the now's the are, time to are, start, right? Now's the time to yeah. start because the police aren't going to respond. Like mm. they, they, can, they can literally get away with it. Yeah. Right, and that's gonna like. 
<laughs> and it would be it would be meaningless that the cops weren't going to do anything if they would allow you to do something yourself. Right. But they That's won't. The so, rub. Yeah. So you could be you you can be damn sure that yeah, they're not gonna respond to somebody breaking into your garage and stealing shit. But if you go out there and shoot them, now they're gonna respond. Yeah. Or beat oh, that absolutely. person up. Yeah. Absolutely. If you, if you go if you go full roof, roof Korean, you're they're gonna they're definitely gonna come out and they're gonna fucking shoot you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They won't help you, but they'll certainly punish you. Like, I mean yeah. and, like <sighs> Yeah, they're not going to help, much... but they'll punish you for helping yourself. Yeah, and and it's it's monetary value, right? That's that's what they're talking about. Is under a thousand dollars monetary value, right? Well, the food in your house isn't worth a thousand dollars. Worth monetarily, it's not worth a thousand dollars. I beg right? to differ, but that's just my house. <laughs> just for for <laughs> the for average person. Yeah, right. just for, for shits and giggles. All right, so say you have under a thousand dollars worth of food in your house. Somebody breaks in, takes all the food out of your house. Now you're out of food. The yeah. stores are fucked. You can't go anywhere because they stop selling gas or, or whatever else. Or you're uh you can't get to the store for, for medication because the pharmacy closed. Or whatever else. And now they're not gonna come out and investigate. They're not gonna try and help you. Right. Yep. So what do you it's, yeah, in that situation you're you're just fucked. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely fucked, you know? Um, somebody steals the chickens out of your backyard. Those monetarily, those aren't worth a thousand dollars. So yep, so they don't care. Oh, well. You could make a case that they are, but they wouldn't care. Yeah, they're, they not, they're not. They're, they're not going to. They come don't out care about report. like long-term economic impact. Nope. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got you guys. You understand where I was going with that, right? Yeah. Right where where I, my little my little dark mind was going. Mm-hmm. But this also creates a tremendous opportunity for anarchists and for liberty, for liberty-minded people, and for preppers to build a community within their within their little area. Yeah. Go talk to talk to their neighbors, talk to the older couple up the street, ask them if they need something, help them out the best you can. Neighborhood watch. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, we have a neighborhood be- Facebook group in my neighborhood. Yeah, I and mean, I was already on there. I was like, "Hey, look, if anybody needs help with childcare gaps, like I'm talking like last resort desperation care. If you don't have like family that can help or friends or whatever, I'm home all day with my kids, and I'll help you out. I just ask that you bring your kids food and label it with their names. That's it. And I can provide a safe environment." And you can go to work if you're now if your employer's still making you come in. Well, and there were people on Facebook who were talking about um, that I've seen two posts with people saying, "Well, you know, if with the schools closed down and stuff, you're now, um, you know, you're you were depending on your kids getting the free or reduced lunches and stuff, mm-hmm. and now that's not an option for them to be mm-hmm. able to get because schools closed. Hit me up and let me know. I'll bring food. Right." Like, I'll help you however I can. And that's what anarchists really need to be consistently doing is interacting with people. And especially now, you need Uh, to interact with your neighbors. You need to offer to help and make sure that you're reinforcing to them. You don't need the state because we have each other. Right. (laughs) We got each other's backs. We don't need them to show up. I've been I've been a huge fan of mutual assistance groups. Yeah, uh, for a long. I talked about it with with Nick on Enemy of the State Dink Podstash. I've talked about it with with Jeremy 
long ago on on Seeds of Liberty, but mutual assistance groups like mm-hmm. that's how they used to survive when 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 shit was bad, and they're still very relevant. Just mutual assistance yeah. group. Look it up. Go talk to your neighbors. Yeah, and like I said in my Facebook post, stop waiting for a hero that's not coming. Yep. Yeah. Connect with your neighbors. Yep. Kid are great men. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, and there's that that saying in the the special operations community: no one's coming; it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I, even even on top of that, the cost, you know, the the Supreme Court has ruled several times: police have no obligation to protect you. Yeah. Right. None. So you can't yeah, even so, complain so, about them just going. Now we're not going to respond to that stuff because they're yeah. not under any legal obligation to anyway. Yeah. Yep. So that's why guns and ammo were flying off the shelves. Except here in California, we have a 10-day fucking waiting period. That's why guns and ammo were already on my shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I don't need to worry about hoarding anything because I hoarded the important stuff. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag winks and black market. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that actually, the the village gunsmith that... um, you know, we share on Wolf all the time and stuff, their posts and everything. They're here in, in Elroy, Wisconsin, and they do an annual bulk ammo sale. So you can basically just barely above wholesale cost buy huge oh. of ammo. Um, I bought last year, I bought like a thousand rounds of 300 blackout for like 140 bucks. Yeah, stop. stop. Uh, I got a semi. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so like they and they just have I mean they'll they'll they got a chubby out yeah they they set tables out in front of the store you know and have just huge piles of ammunition on there Dude. by whatever but then they found out that uh somebody like people were talking about showing up buying it all and then reselling it when ammo starts getting scarce so they wanted to buy it not for themselves and hoard for themselves, but just to then turn around and resell it. And they're like, that isn't what this is for. So they had to put in a limit up to like noon yesterday. Mm -hmm. There was, or today, actually, there was a limit of one box per caliber per person to prevent that. So that it went around. Do you follow the AK guy, Brandon Herrera? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. You should. He's, He's a great follow, but he, um, he recently he recently literally bought an AK factory. There was like an AK factory went out of business, and he literally bought the factory. Oh, nice! Like li- like to- like tooling parts. He ha- like he has enough that he said uh, to make like twelve thousand complete AKs or something like that. And then he also yes. has all the all the all the tools and and all the accessories to make more. But either way, he um also in that in that setup was like was like twelve thousand units of of AR parts. Right. Nice. Well, he, he doesn't. He doesn't like ARs. He he like he he, he wanted to get rid of it. So is he, he just talk, selling them off. Well, it, he that's the he, he talked to a, a couple of distributors and he's like, yeah, I can sell it to you. And then they give him a price and he's like, well, I can I can do that. Right. And instead of selling it to them, like today in South Carolina, he had like a one day, or or yesterday in South Carolina Saturday, he had a uh, uh, an, like a an fire a, sale? AR an AR yard sale. Nice. And people and people literally got things for like half off, and wow. he, he, I guess I guess he sold out. Yeah, I imagine like, pe- he probably pe- did. People came. People came from hundreds, and and like there's like some people that came from like Arizona to South Carolina for this yard sale <laughs> just to buy a ton buy, of like, AR parts. Like like literally half off, no dealer markup, like literally market value, 
like $160 barrels like you would buy off Cheaper Than Dirt for 80 bucks. Wow. Magazines, trigger groups, forearms, sights, stocks. I was just, God, I hate oh. being in California. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. sweet. I'd probably stock up on enough stuff to build another, like, 10. <laughs> easily, easily. But yeah, I want to like, buy all this stuff. It's I can't really afford it, but uh, when am I going to get this deal again? So we're going to go ahead and just buy all this crap. <laughs> oh, and the yeah. next salt whip ban is starting to be discussed. <laughs> we yeah. can sell it and make all our money back. Oh, yeah. I have 17,700 AR parts and nowhere to sell them. Well, I knew I know a guy who um, he's currently stuck now because the the na- nationwide magazine ban is no longer a thing that's really getting talked about um, and hasn't been for a few years. When that was starting to get talked about, people were panic buying uh, 30 round mags. He bought like retail cases from Magpul, like six retail oh. on cases of 30 round mags. And then almost immediately after that is when that bill died. And so now mags no one's panic buying mags it'll anymore, be back so, it'll be yeah. back but he's just yeah. like he's like so i'm just sitting on all these boxes and he was like dude do you want like a box i'll sell it to you for like a hundred bucks <laughs> just to get it the hell out of my garage because he's like these are huge boxes of mags yeah I'm like they're, no they're, they're, shel- they're shelf stale they're shelf stable okay yeah they're, they're right. polycarbonate <laughs> i mean they're the polycarbonate metal there's not anything else to them. Like, eh, whatever. That's, but yeah, like it's, you, then that's the same thing as that guy with the hand sanitizer. Like, you got to balance the going out and buying a whole bunch of stuff with, okay, well, it's a gamble though, because what <laughs> happens if that big panic buy never. Unless you occurs? have like a shitload of room to store all this stuff for the next yeah. time people are panic mm-hmm. buying it, you know. Yep. Well, yeah, and there are some people who have wound up with some serious coups on stuff and, and like car parts, too. I know lots of people that have bought like an auto parts store goes out of business, like a mom and pop auto parts store, and they just buy the whole stock and just let it sit there mm-hmm. so yeah. that, you know, it becomes new old stock. So when the cars are now 40, 50 years old, I have a brand new <sighs> one from the factory still in the plastic. There's... Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think that happened with a DeLorean factory in Detroit. Huh? Somebody, yeah, there's a bunch of new DeLorean parts that came out. Yeah, somebody's re like re releasing original oh, DMC oh. DeLoreans again. Mm-hmm. And because they they bought, yeah, it was like an entire factory worth of like the shells of the cars and the mm-hmm. frames and everything. And they just started assembling them and selling them. So they're, you know, two mile on the odometer DMC DeLoreans, but they're the original DMC DeLoreans, the yeah. original production run. <laughs> Right. Flu- flux capacitor not included. Yeah. Right. No, no Mr. Fusion. No. Uh... <laughs> right. Oh. All right. Let's um. Let's get on this one. Derica just absolutely begged us to cover. <laughs> we were going to cover last was... week. Yeah. But... but I forgot that it was Sunday last week. <laughs> yeah. And I had the flu or possibly coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag most professional podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, Google tracked his bike ride past a burglarized home. That made him a suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This yeah. is a. So this is what, like two weeks old now or 10 days old now, March 7th. Yeah. Uh, email arrived on Tuesday afternoon in January, startling Zachary McCoy as he prepared to leave for his job at a restaurant in Gainesville, Florida. 
Uh, it was from Google's legal investigation support team, writing, him, writing to let him know that local police had demanded information related to his Google account. The company said it would release the data unless he went to court and tried to block it. He had just seven days. Quote, I was hit uh, with a really deep fear, said McCoy. Uh, even though he couldn't think of anything he'd done wrong, he had an Android phone, which is linked to his Google account, and like millions of other Americans, he used an assortment of Google products, including Gmail and YouTube. Now police seemingly wanted access to all of it. Quote, I don't know what it was about, but I knew the police wanted to get something from me, McCoy said in a recent interview. Uh, quote, I was afraid I was going to get charged with something. I didn't know what. There was one clue. Uh, in the notice from Google was a case number. McCoy searched for it on the Gainesville Police Department website and found a one-page investigation report on the burglary of an elder woman's home 10 months earlier. The crime had occurred less than a mile from the home that McCoy, who had recently earned his associate's degree in computer programming, shared with two others. Now McCoy was even more panicked and confused. He knew he had nothing to do with the break-in. He'd never even been to the victim's house, and he didn't know anyone who might have, and he didn't have much time to prove it. Yeah. McCoy worried that going straight to the police would lead to his arrest, so he went to his parents' home in St. Augustine, where, over dinner, he told them what was happening. They agreed to dip into their savings to pay for a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer, Caleb Keenan, dug around and learned that the notice had been prompted by a, quote, geofence warrant. Yeah. Uh, a, a police surveillance mm -hmm. tool that cast a virtual dragnet over crime scenes sweeping up Google location data drawn from users' GPS, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and cellular connections from everyone nearby. Now, if so, I'm going to commit a crime, I'm probably not taking my fucking phone with me. You're a reasonable per person, though. Yeah. Yeah, there are plenty of people who are not smart enough to go, hey, I maybe should not have the mobile wiretap and tracking device in my pocket as I commit this crime. <laughs> yeah. well, there, but... was a, there was a guy recently that did a Facebook Live trying to sell a gun that had, quote, multiple bodies on it. What a fuck. So just, just saying. People just, ugh. The Dude, you deserve you deserve prison just for your stupidity at that point. Like oh, I'm okay with you going to prison now. That's that's <laughs> a that's a straight Darwinism at that point. Yeah, that's yeah. no. You deserve. All right. Uh, the warrants, <laughs> which have increased dramatically in the past two years, can help police find potential suspects when they have no leads. They also scoop up data from people who have nothing to do with the crime, often without their knowing, which Google itself has described as quote a significant incursion on privacy. You think? Gee. <laughs> still That's confused. Not. Yeah. Still confused and very worried. McCoy examined his phone. An avid biker, he used uh, an exercise tracking app called Runkeeper to record his rides. The app relied on his phone's location services, which fed his movements to Google. He looked up the route the day, March 29th, 2019, burglary, and saw that he had passed the victim's house three times within an hour, part of his frequent loops through the neighborhood. Quote, it was a nightmare scenario, McCoy recalled. Uh, quote, I was using an app to see how many miles I rode on my bike, and that was putting me at the scene of a crime, and I was the lead suspect. Yeah. Based on nothing but. A geofence fucking warrant where they were able to pull data from every Google device that mm -hmm. was inside their fucking investigative geography. Yes. Seriously. 
This should scare the fucking shit out of people. Yeah, it should. It definitely should. And this the is thing like, is, this is so Orwellian. But the government didn't even have to place the cameras. We we fucking willingly carry them around in our pockets. Well, yeah, yeah we, we have, did it we, to ourselves. We actually we, pay for them. Yeah, we we pay for the privilege of being continuously monitored. We we buy. <laughs> Alexa's and Google Homes so that we set up the wiretaps for them. We put ring doorbells on our doors so that we oh, have a God. camera Not there. I, I mean, you will never see just... any of that shit in my house. Oh, yeah. And cell no one... phones are it. Right? Yeah. And, and even cell phones like and I've I've talked to people about, you know, the importance of having something that's a, a Faraday cage in your house. Mm-hmm. Having a Faraday cage mm-hmm. is very important. Okay. Everyone looks at me like I'm nuts. And I'm like, Keep in mind with modern cell phones, fun fact, even if you turn it off, it is still tracking your GPS location. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, the victim was a 97-year-old woman who told police she was missing several pieces of jewelry, including an engagement ring worth more than $2,000. Four days after she reported the crime, Gainesville police, looking for leads, went to the Al- Alchua County judge with a warrant for Google. In it, they demanded the records of all devices using Google surface services that had been near the woman's house when the burglary was thought to have taken place. The first batch of data would not include any identifying information. Police would sift through it for devices that seemed suspicious and ask Google for names of the users. Keenan told police, um, Keenan said police told him that they became particularly interested in McCoy's device. After reviewing the first batch of uh, anonymized data, they didn't know the identity of the device's owner, so they returned to Google for us for more information. Interesting that they assumed that the burglar did not have an iPhone. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to point out, like, that's interesting. Why would you assume that? Uh, The Google triggered the January 14th notice that technology giant sent to McCoy, part of its general policy on notifying users about government requests for their information. The notice was McCoy's only indication that police wanted his data. Wow. Yeah. Um, while police and civil liberty advocates have been concerned about geofence warrants violating constitutional protections for unreasonable searches, law enforcement authorities say those worries are overblown. They say, <laughs> po- they say police don't obtain any identifying information about a Google user until they find the device that draws their suspicion. And then the information alone is not enough to justify charging someone with a crime. Suspicion is awfully subjective, though. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's, oh, well, it doesn't violate anything because all we're doing is just pulling literally all of the location data for a 24-hour period from all of the people who may have passed near this given geographic location we arbitrarily determined the radius of. And we just... But but we don't know who you are. We just know every fucking detail of your life. And if we decide yep. after doing that that you to get your name, we just yeah. have to say that you are suspicious. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Google geofence warrants have been used by police uh, agencies around the country, including the FBI. Google said in a court filing last year that the requests from state and federal law enforcement authorities were increasing rapidly. By more than 1,500% from 2017 to 2018, and by 500% from 2018 to 2019. 
Because it's a nice, lazy way for them to get a fucking lead. Quote, it's a great tool and a great technology, says Kevin Am. Amberster, a retired lieutenant with the Milwaukee Police Department, where he oversaw the use of high-tech investigative work, including geofence warrants. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and that's the yeah, thing, too, is, okay, of course, wait, wait, they, wait, wait, they always wait. say that. that hold, on, great... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, wait. Um, I would think the majority of citizens in this world would love the fact that we are putting violent offenders in jail, Amherst said. Amberster said. <laughs> it's oh. for your protection. Right. But we have no duty to protect you. Yeah, we have no duty to protect you and are absolutely no obligation to do so. But no, we're only doing we're only violating everyone's privacy for their protection. It's just to keep you safe. So it's okay. Right. Right. It's not even to keep you safe. It's to find out who killed you to keep the community safe. Yeah, it's all about that community and yeah. the collective good and yeah. Fucking commies. Yeah. It's absolutely it's just it's terrifying, it's disgusting. And I mean, what's again, what the scariest thing about it is is like think about what they're li- they're literally just going, "Okay, I want to know the information for every single person." Who yeah. And do you think they don't hold circle. on to that? And if you're a suspect at a later date in something, they'll fucking bring up your history and try to turn it against you because they already have it. Yeah. You think they can't yeah. fucking do that? Yeah. Um. On January 31st, Kenyon filed a motion in the uh, Alhuacha County Civil Court to render the warrant, quote, null and void and to block the release of any further information about McCoy, identifying, only, identifying him only as John Doe. At that point, Google had not turned over any data that identified McCoy, but would have done so if Kenyon hadn't intervened. Kenyon argued that the warrant was unconstitutional because it allowed police to conduct sweeping searches of phone data from untold Mm -hmm. numbers of people in order to find a single suspect. Yeah. That approach, Kenyon said, flipped on its head the traditional method of seeking a search warrant in which police target a person they already suspect. Quote, this geofence warrant effectively blindly cast a net backwards in time, hoping to ensnare a burglar. This concept is akin to the plot line in many a science fiction film featuring a dystopian fascist government. Yep. Gee, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the violent, the, yeah. I the mean, it's pretty student- obvious that what we have is a dystopian fascist government. I mean. Yeah. Duh. I mean, Gosh, it's just like being in a in a futuristic dystopian fascist world uh from a 1980s movie yeah and when did they usually set those the early 2000s hey what do you know look at that what a yeah Yeah. um the filing seemed to give law enforcement authorities second thoughts about the warrant <laughs> not, oh, yeah. not long not long afterward, Keenan said a, a lawyer in the state's attorney's office assigned to represent the Gainesville Police Department told him that there were details in motion that had led them to believe that Keenan's client was not the burglar. The oh, state attorney's office oh, withdrew the warrant, asserting the court filing was no longer necessary. The police op- the the office did not respond to a request for comment. What yeah. a coincidence that all yeah. of them, oh, no, 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 we, we, now that you've proven, because see, here's the thing, is they do this shit, and they hope 
that you can't afford a lawyer, that you yep. can't file these motions, and then they can just accuse you of this, use dubious circumstantial evidence that they pulled mm. from this. Yep. And you have to prove you. yourself innocent. Yeah. You can't um, afford right. an attorney. You have no way yeah. to do that. It, yeah, in but the, in the moment the end, that you can defend yeah. yourself, they run scared because they're like, oh, crap. Well, he wasn't an easy target. I guess we misjudged that. Let's move on. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. bullies. They're looking for easy targets. Yeah, in, in the end, the same location data that raised police's suspicions of McCoy also helped vindicate him. Oh, uh, because they established, uh, gave screenshots of his client's general uh, Google location history, including data by Runkeeper. The map showed months of bike rides past the burglarized home. Yeah. Well, you mean they couldn't get that when they were scooping up all the rest of his fucking data and they didn't yeah. like, no, analyze they didn't about, it for that? They didn't care about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they had access to that fucking data and they just didn't give a shit and they wanted to accuse him anyways. Yep. Yep. Because why yeah. bother to actually do any real legwork and investigation and anything like that when you can just accuse somebody, you know, they can't defend themselves. And then you can just go, hey, look, we got a bust. Yeah. See, community, you need us because we're keeping you safe. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking safe. So safe. Yeah. I feel I feel so safe. Like, yeah. Just, just, just Knowing totally... I can go to prison for something I'm completely innocent of, that makes me really <laughs> fucking feel safe. Best segue ever. After a state-authorized medical marijuana patient had an epileptic seizure and crashed her car, police arrested her for driving with marijuana in her system. Yeah. Yeah. I... <sighs> because they don't know. <laughs> There's no way to tell if you nope. just have residual THC in your system or if you're actively high at the moment, there's no test sensitive enough for that. So, yeah. and this stuff stays in your system for up to 30 days. Yeah. So if yeah. at any time oh. you get behind the wheel after smoking weed for the next 30 days and you get in an accident, even if it's not your fault, they're going to fucking drug test you. And then it yep. becomes your fault because they just presume that you are high because it's still in your system. You literally just, Stole all my thunder and summed up the entire article. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beth Rep, a registered <coughs> medical marijuana patient in Pennsylvania, crashed her car in Pittsburgh last September after suffering an epileptic seizure. Adding insult to injury, police arrested Rep and charged her with driving under the influence because blood tests showed marijuana in her system. She's a medical marijuana patient for epilepsy, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Now Rep is challenging Pennsylvania's unjust and unscientific definition of stone driving, which effectively criminalizes driving by anyone who uses medical marijuana in compliance with state law. Okay. Under, yeah. Pen yeah, under Pennsylvania's DUI law, the defendant is automatically guilty of driving under the influence, a misdemeanor punishable by a 12-month license suspension, a maximum fine of $500 or $5,000, and up to six months in jail. If he operates a motor vehicle with, quote, any amount of a Schedule 1 substance or metabolite of that substance in the blood. The definition, yeah. the definition is irrational on its face since THC can be detected in blood long after its psychoactive efforts have, psychoactive efforts, effects have worn off and metabolites can, no, uh, can have no impact on driving ability. The For anybody who doesn't know, who might be listening, who doesn't know, 
You smoke weed, you're high for two hours. That's it. Two hours. I mean, that's a, the average person is high for two hours after smoking weed. Yeah. And then it's still in your system for 30 fucking days. Just so you know. Yeah. Okay, go on. Ac- according to Rep's lawyer, Patrick Nightingale, she she consumed marijuana, quote, many hours before the accident. Her THC blood concentrate was 8.1 nanograms per millimeter per milliliter, which is not unusual for a medical marijuana user and does not necessarily indicate impairment. THC levels are not a reliable indicator of impairment in general. And that is especially true when, when quote, any amount of THC or yeah. even its inactive metabolites is sufficient for a DUI conviction. I mean, THC this is, can be detected um, in the blood of a daily cannabis user for up to a month after use. This is, and remember, she's using this for her seizures. I mean, that's pretty clear. Like, yes. I don't think that needs to be said. Yeah, so like, she's using this as a medication. <laughs> this is the equivalent of saying, well, you have to have, the, or you took a muscle relaxer three days ago, and there's still a little bit of the residual stuff detectable. So clearly, it's your fault that you got into this accident now. Because of that muscle, re- single muscle relaxer yeah. you took three days ago. And let me tell you something. As somebody who has, who, who takes anti-seizure medications, right? I'm on anti-seizure meds because I get these horrible muscle spasms, these localized seizures that can last for weeks. Mm-hmm. It's like a charley horse that doesn't let go for a couple of weeks. Oh, it's they fucking feel, they excruciating. Feel fan- they feel fantastic. Yeah, it's excruciating. I have one in my hip right now just getting started. Let me tell you. Marijuana is the most effective, mm-hmm. safest way to deal with that that has none of these horrible negative side effects like the drug gabapentin does, which is the other medication that I'm on for this. Yeah. Um, really, I can avoid all the gum problems and all the other fucking problems that Neurontin or gabapentin gives people this horrible fucking pharmaceutical cocktail. I could avoid all the other health problems by just microdosing a little cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and this is such a boon for epileptics to have access to cannabis. Really, it is. They can live much more normal lives. Yeah, what right. is the the, the one, uh, Charlotte's Web? That's the, the oil that's made in Colorado. And it was it was help, it was helping kids as young as two years old, mm-hmm. right? Be, Just by be, putting it on the soles of their feet. Mm-hmm. Be seizure be yeah. seizure free. Yeah. 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 So this oh. is just a medication, and they're literally going, "You took a medication that you needed at mm-hmm. some point in the past month. Therefore, even though you were in the process of having a seizure when this occurred, yep. yeah, you, so, yeah. it's your fault." And if yeah. you had been driving under the influence of your medicine, you probably wouldn't would have not had have had and gotten an yeah. accident. <laughs> All right. Uh, under Pennsylvania's zero tolerance standard, any patient who regularly uses marijuana for symptoms relief will always be breaking the law when he drives. Quote, we have over 200,000 patients registered in Pennsylvania right now, Nightingale told uh, NBC affiliate in Pittsburgh. Uh, quote, and every single one of them is DUI 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year if they're using medical cannabis under Pennsylvania law. Mm-hmm. By contrast, patients who use prescription opiates are allowed to drive in Pennsylvania unless they are impaired. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but but how do is, they define impaired? Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, yeah. Well, this is, this is the same, the same argument that people always have that where they say, well, anarchists are, are anarchists support drunk driving. Well, no, we don't. But what we point out is that the state trying to arbitrarily just declare X amount of compound in your bloodstream equals impairment is insane and they they never come up with a legitimate number yeah, to 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 put this in perspective comparing it to alcohol right alcohol stays in your system 24 hours right so andrew well, it have, depends he can metabolize well, one yeah, drink an well, hour but yeah so say say andrew had a beer yesterday he drives today oh there's alcohol in his blood he's a dui yeah that that's that's the equivalent of this like yeah. but if you if you had been taking opiates you'd be fine Right. Well, and the fact that the non-psychoactive ingredients being in your bloodstream also rules you as impaired is just the height of absurdity. I mean, yeah. it's not even psychoactive. Like, w your body produces tetrahydrocannabinol along with a whole bunch of the other compounds that are in marijuana that they're yeah. talking about on its own. Yeah. It just does it naturally. So what you're literally saying is that every single human being in the state of Pennsylvania is perpetually under threat to of a DUI. 200,000 people in Pennsylvania are DUI 24-7-365. Well, what Andrew's well, saying no, is I'm everybody saying is because mm -hmm. everybody yeah. has at least some yeah. THC right. in their system because our bodies manufacture it naturally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, what, seriously? Like, no, no one can drive anymore. No one. Absolutely yeah. nobody. Yeah. I mean, it's Pennsylvania well, and the Amish are pretty big there. So I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's like the, the law says you can take marijuana. You can, you can use medical marijuana. All right. You use medical marijuana. Oh, wait, you can't drive now. Can't drive. Yeah. Can't own guns. Can't own guns. Sorry. Sorry. You only get so much freedom. Right. You know, These the are your freedom credits. Spend them wisely. Yeah, you only get so many. Yeah. <laughs> this, game, just... this, this game sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this game. Like this isn't this, your freedom should not be a should not be a character sheet for D D. Okay. You should <laughs> yeah. not only get X amount of points to spend. That that is not how this is supposed to work. That's not actual yeah. freedom, people. Yeah, that's not freedom. <laughs> roll roll, roll for roll for liberty using the four sided die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three. In, oh, I'm sorry. In, Cal in California, uh four it's, out of the it's, six. It's, it's, are a, co it's a coin. Yeah. <laughs> in California, it's a coin. <laughs> so... One. Oh, sorry, you have to live in city limits. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, it's just the most absurd. Like, I can't even. What? And this is the danger. This is the problem, too, with government, where government isn't just inept, it's inherently inept because people who get elected are not doctors they're not scientists they're they're almost all lawyers all of them they're all yeah. lawyers and all it is is a popularity contest this doesn't right. this is not conducive to intelligent decision making on specific topics and the people who enforce these lawyers rules are not encouraged to think for themselves and determine what is a common sense application of this law and what is maybe something that wasn't no. <laughs> addressed by it but that shouldn't be covered by it 
or whatever. Yeah, uh, these people never think for themselves. They're just enforcing. I'm just doing my job. I don't write the laws. I just enforce them. Yeah, gover- government hmm. is government is an exercise in cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it's that's just exactly the, what it is. the blindly obedient obeying the fucking, you know, people who don't know what the fuck they're doing or talking about. Well, and it's and you see examples of that constantly. You know, there's the a lot of states that have the helmet laws for motorcycles, right? Oh. Where for your safety. Well, a f- couple of years ago, there was that car company that that came out with a car that had like a motorcycle engine, and it was so small and so light, it was actually and it was three wheels. It was registered as a uh, as a motorcycle. Sp- spider. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And mm-hmm. but the problem is because it's an enclosed vehicle with a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. If you wear a helmet without a neck brace and you get into an accident, it's going to break your neck. Right. It just is. So you, (laughs) it would be unsafe for you to do that and to wear that helmet. But the law will not allow you to use the vehicle without a helmet on. Because Because it's registered as a motorcycle. It's the just, it's the dumbest dumbest thing i've ever seen i mean you see the same thing in in gun laws with where oh well we don't know how what to call this so you're not allowed to own it Um, california san francisco you can't you can't have hollow point ammo yeah yeah you you can't you can't possess hollow point ammo like like literally like literally it's it's literally like the, the safest ammo you could use you mm-hmm. can't you can't use it because it won't go through and yeah, damage anything behind your target. Yeah. Nobody else is going to nope. get hurt. Nope. Got to use FMJs. You got to punch right through the bad guy and through and then into the little girl standing behind him. That's what you yeah. got. Like, it's the dumbest. You see that? You can, yeah, with... you can. Sh- you can shit on the sidewalk and the city will give you free needles. But you can't. But you can't carry can't, non-over can't carry hollow can't carry hollow point to protect yourself. Yeah. Well, and and you see that with a lot of states with alcohol laws too, where alcohols are types of alcohol are illegal in states <laughs> because they don't know how to tax it. <laughs> like that's why Wisconsin, you can have so much booze that you can't have other places because Wisconsin has this little thing in its tax law that is a well, we don't know what this is, so it's just going to be taxed at this rate. So that or, you um, can do that. <laughs> but it, what is the, what is the, what is the one in Utah like? Like, and and I think it's it's Utah that like um, the beer that you can buy at the regular grocery stores is capped at like a certain percentage. And if mm-hmm. you want beer beyond that percentage, you have to go to a state-run uh, li- yep. liquor store. It's the where, same thing where, in where Georgia, the, where where the, where the clerk is not where the clerk is a badge-carrying officer of the law. <laughs> That's basically how Virginia is, too. You can buy beer and wine in the grocery store, but for hard alcohol, you have to go to the ABC store, and those are run by the state. Dude, you don't even know how much of a culture shock that was for me to go from Wisconsin to Georgia, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, what? I can't. You don't. Because, like, I have, I can go into a local gas station, and there is an entire, there's the beer cave in the back, and then there are full-sized bottles and entire three aisles of that of liquor yeah same here and here in virginia they mark the liquor up at the abc store by almost 100 percent. yeah it's It's half as expensive on base because there's no taxes at the nex so that's where i always get my liquor (laughs) and the nex has a huge liquor aisle let me tell you 
But I mean, that's that's the thing, though, is like because the state has to know how to it has to define the type of liquor in order to tax it at whatever rate. So a lot of times when people talk about, oh, you can't buy that in whatever state or they can't sell it in that state, it's actually because the state just doesn't have any language for what this thing is. It doesn't fit a definition. And because they can't tax it, it's just illegal to sell. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. That's, yeah. And th- th- these are the organizations that people are, are saying that they have to have. No, you have to have government. Otherwise, it would be anarchy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anarchy sounds pretty <laughs> fucking good compared to this bullshit. Yeah. That's, that I'm sounds fucking saying. great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time, potato. Yeah, exactly. I love when they're like, oh, you're you sound like an anarchist. Gosh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> you don't fucking say. Hmm. Buckle up, Buttercup, because yeah. I got some fucking news for you. Yeah. I am an anarchist. Yeah, I realize this may shock you, but I am in fact an anarchist. I actually yeah. had somebody see that the other day in, in a in an alleged boog group. Uh, that was like, oh, you, you're starting to sound like you just you just want anarchy. I mean, you sound like one of those crazy anarchists. And I'm like, hmm, do I? That's interesting. Yeah, um, you don't fucking <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah. Or they say like, oh, well, what do you, what do you want? Do you want to just do away with government entirely? That's a good start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. That no one's awesome. No one's saying abolish government. I was saying abolish government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just don't fucking need them. Well, what about other countries? No, I didn't say abolish the U.S. government. I said, I said abolish government. Yeah. All, all oh, government. The whole Love idea it. of government, all around the globe, <laughs> fucking abolish it. Oh. Well, what happens All if the around. other countries know that we don't have it? No, 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 no. You're not listening. You're not hearing me here. Yeah. <laughs> when I say I want to abolish borders, I mean all, all of them. Borders. All yeah. of them. Everyone. Yes. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I say I want to abolish government, I mean every single fucking version of government on the planet. I, I want it gone. All of them. Yeah. And then their response is usually, well, but I mean, what if essentially, but what if government comes back? Okay. Abolish it us, again. Yeah. And that puts <laughs> us in a different position from now because yeah. I, I don't see where you're going here. And that's with, your argument. Without, without government, warlords would take over. Uh, take government... a look around, asshole. What? Yeah. <laughs> Here's I'm a new splash sure. for you. The government are warlords who have taken the fuck over. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. How is that any different than now? Like, oh God, and they might they might start stealing from us at gunpoint. And I love to do that with them. And you start running with it and you go, God, yeah, that does sound terrible with the if they were just like they're warlords and they had these big armed people, you know, groups of armed people who are willing to do violence against other people at their orders and like they might start stealing from us at gunpoint and like they might build these cages and start throwing us in these cages and then telling us how we can like what we are and our not allowed to do yeah, yeah, and, in their and territories shoot, and shoot you and shoot you if you resist going in their cage yeah, yeah i mean that's that does sound really awful doesn't it and they're usually like yeah see and i'm like yeah that's that's government that's exactly what we have right now right yeah now, right now. 
That's literally government. That was literally going over the current state of the United States. Yeah, taxation yeah. is that of rough. every fucking nation on the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of, speaking of government. All right. Um, new Minecraft library is clever loophole and safe haven for censored journalism. That's awesome. Yeah, I All gotta right. go in just a minute. I got kids. I, I know. Yeah, I know. Too so. late. Yeah, yeah, stick around. I know. All right. Just to celebrate March twelfth, World Day Against Cyber Censorship. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, a fancy new library has opened on the opened on the block in Minecraft. It's called the Uncensored Library, and it's not just an elaborate sculpture made for a coffee table book. The Uncensored Library is a genuine virtual library inside Minecraft built to house journalism from countries where the complete press freedoms don't exist or selective censorship denies access to certain articles. The trick, Minecraft, nice. is blocked in the same countries. Uh, it's a fascinating loophole. Just pop into the game, load it up, which is free to download. I play with my son sometimes. The uncensored library server and pour through a bunch of books, housing, republished articles, booked uh, or blocked from social media and news outlets in five countries. Each country has its own room in the library. Dressed up with sculptures and sanctuary. Damn pop-ups. Uh, a bunch of books. Uh, uh, each country has its own room for a library dressed up with sculptures and censure uh, that speak to each other in countries specific censorship campaigns. Mexico's wing wraps rows of books around a small cemetery at its center. Gravestones depict independent journalists murdered for covering sensitive political stories or investigating organized crime rings like drug cartels. Saudi Arabia doesn't allow independent journalism, so its wings features a singular cage at the center, symbolizing the journalists arrested and likely tortured for government criticism. It's not just it's not just the coziest library, it's it's also a necessity. The wow. project comes from Reporters Without Borders, uh, a group dedicated to ensuring proper press freedoms globally and blockworks a collective of artists and designers that made a business out of creating elaborate scenes in Minecraft. So nice. then it just then it just goes on talking about how to download That's... a copy of the library, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. The, the amount of times lately that people have used online games to uh -huh. circumvent censorship and government crackdowns on communications Yeah, they were doing it in Hong things. Kong and... Yeah, they're yeah. using like Pokemon and stuff for that, and they've used um, the oh, what's that really obnoxious RPG? I don't remember the MMORPG that's free that is lamer in hell. But there's they used that. They used all sorts of stuff that they could find, and I think it's hilarious that like at this point, like the gamers are the ultimate rebels. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I that, mean that's what it is. Like you know, they say um. Um, invention is the mother of necessity, or necessity is the mother of invention. Mother. <laughs> Reverse right? that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's what that's what it becomes. It become because it is a necessity to them, to the to the younger generations and and to the to the independent media and, and to these younger people. It is a necessity that these people have a voice that that these people's voices get heard because they they do they do a lot of in a lot of the cases they do print um, what is reality. They're, they're not watered down mainstream media, CNN bullcrap or Fox News bullcrap. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna have to go check it out. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It's be... definitely it, it's worth looking at too, just to see exactly what it is that actually gets censored mm-hmm. in those yeah. countries. Because you and hear it, that media gets censored, but what are they actually cutting out? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and you yeah. guys have seen like like here domestically, like with um, um, police the police and and the Free Thought Project and um, antiwar.com and, and all these and... cop block, mm-hmm. especially like all these independent journalism that were printing truth, putting truth out there. They're censored by it. The, the the mainstream media, the local media, uh, so, social media. So mm-hmm. definitely ex- need to exist. So uh, the link to the article and all every article we discussed will be in the description below. Um, as well as a link to Derek's book. Oh that was longer. Just a minute. Go. And don't fucking do that again. <laughs> Jesus. Was it, was it Corona? It was close. That was Micah, <laughs> my oldest. Oh. Yeah, go God, check out, the uh, out of me. And go check out Andrew's new meme page. Plug it. Yep. Yeah, the Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup. So nice. I, I really got to make I got to make a new uh, profile picture. I'm going to see if I can track down a good cowboy hat and throw on gear with a cowboy hat on and go head out to one of my friend's ranches and take a picture there for it. But <laughs> it's, nice. it's got it's the home for all of my uh, now somewhat legendary uh, Boogaloo side quest memes. And a bunch of other Boogaloo memes and stuff. And it's it's going to become, I think, my main page. I'm just going to make that. I've talked about doing a page for a really long time and haven't. It's just been my personal one. But I think we're just going to going to roll with that one now. And that's going to be the home to all my all my insanity. Well, and that nice. is that will also be linked in the description below. <sighs> yeah, and my book. Anything else. How about and my Derek's book? book? Buy Derek's yeah. book. Please yeah. buy Derek's book. Oh, my buy God. Fucking her- please. Buy her book so she stops complaining. Please <laughs> save us all. <laughs> Buy my book and give it to people who need help with their critical thinking skills. Yep. Yeah, if you buy 10 copies of Derica's book, she'll send you a roll of toilet paper. No, I won't. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that until afterwards. <laughs> I don't know who buys it. I have no way of knowing who buys it. So. That's you just ruin everything. But if you Sorry. buy, if you buy you're, ten you're copies, like, you're, you're like you're like the fun government. You just my book just... is only look. Hey, check it out. My book is like two hundred pages long, right? And it's only ten bucks. That's a lot of fucking toilet paper you can that's, pull. Yeah, out that's where I was going. But if book. you buy it, if you buy ten copies of the book, <laughs> you can hold on to one, and you have nine to use as toilet. Paper. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Although if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a book for toilet paper, the Communist Manifesto is only like three dollars and change right now on Amazon. So nice. that would be the one I would recommend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Diplomacy by Henry Kissinger. That one's got a lot of fucking pages. Yeah. See. So yeah. there's there's stuff that that's cheap and deserves to be toilet paper that you could turn right. into toilet paper. So. My book doesn't hey. really deserve to be toilet paper, but. I'm sure I'm sure you could get the tax code really cheap. And that's gotta be thousands of pages. Yeah. <laughs> oh. True. Yeah. Oh. Yep. On that note, this has been episode eighty-five. 
don't catch corona, and we'll uh, see you next time. Yep. Peace. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Ha, 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 ha.